0: Welcome to the Love Good Podcast, brought to you by our patrons, where you learn how to love what is good and become what you love. This is Jimmy Mitchell, your host. Join me each week as I sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about music, culture, and the art of being human. We're more than a subscription company. Love Good is a movement of artists, patrons, and young people who believe in the power of beauty to change the world. And we're so pumped you're here. All right, anybody else out there struggle with a fear of commitment sometimes? This is a pretty amazing episode with someone that I met as he walked in the door. Kind of remind me of Stephen Day. Oh gosh, this list goes on actually. Drew and Ellie Holcomb. There's many that I've met literally at my back doorstep as they're walking into the studio. And Zach Vinson, who's with me today, is one of those. And you just never really know where these conversations are gonna go. Like I legit prepare as best I can. I read all up on their careers, their bio, their discography, but you never know what that particular pain point or area of transformation is going to suddenly come up in conversation that we are both resonating with and we run with. And today, it's all about commitment, you know, with with Zach Vinson. And he's got this brand new album come out, actually just a few months ago. It's called And Yet. And it's very much an anthem, particularly for relationships that go through ups and downs, that go through joys and struggles. And yet the call always and everywhere is to commit, right? To not be afraid of commitment and all the implications that go along with that. So this is a really cool conversation with an artist that I am sure you are going to love and that you're probably hearing for the first time today on the Love Good Podcast. Again, his name is Zach Vinson, and I'll be back with him in just a few moments.
1: My mind isn't set the way it was last night. Convinced of my pain and my right. All I saw was all you like. Your jaw isn't set through
0: Sitting down with Zach Vincent on the Love Good Podcast today. How you doing, Zach? Doing well. How are you doing? Really good, man. Thanks for coming in. You didn't even know there was going to be a video camera on you until you got here, but you look great. Like I said, I I showered recently. (laughs) Yeah. In the last forty-eight hours, at least, I'm actually in this like horrible sort of what do you want to call it program right now that involves like a lot of. Just living very simply, and part of it is like what you eat, what you don't eat, and it's also like whether or not you use hot water while showering. So I'm actually around a lot of people, like particularly seven, who are showering less than ever before now that it's freezing cold in Nashville, Tennessee. I I was
2: just reading recently about the sort of mysterious benefits of cold showers. What is that? Is that That true? Some people think it can keep you from getting sick or maybe shorten the length of a cold if you're coming down to something. So I tried doing like my regular hot shower and then turn it cold for the last like <laughs> 30, 30 seconds or whatever. And man, I think I made it seven seconds the last yeah. time I tried. It was, it was rough.
0: And it, like, unless you're coming in from a run and it's 95 degrees yeah. out, nobody wants a cold shower.
2: Yeah. yeah. In the yeah. summertime here, not so bad because the, the groundwater heats up enough that yeah. it's not too unbearable. But now it's
0: it's getting chilly. And you you live here in Nashville. I Is do. Is that right? You've yeah. been here for a long time. Are you from here?
2: I moved here in 2010. I grew up cool. in a place called Sheboygan, Wisconsin.
0: Sheboygan.
2: And then bounced around a little bit, ended up in Michigan for a while yeah. and then moved down here from, from there.
0: So what was it like kind of going from Midwest, Northern regions to... Buckle the Bible Belt, like you're just, you know, below the Mason-Dixon, yeah. you know, we, we still get four seasons here. It's not like Florida, Yeah, but yeah. Nashville's pretty unique.
2: Yeah, it's definitely, uh, there was a little culture shock in that. Yeah. It's definitely the South. I mean, I'm sure there's people from from farther South that would maybe uh-huh. contest that, but to somebody who grew up in the Midwest, it's definitely, you know, it's the, the yeah. difference in the culture for sure.
0: You got lots of really good culver's around wisconsin oh man yeah because they've just recently come south like yeah, in the yeah. last five years which i'm, I'm really happy about mm-hmm. the custard yeah. is it's pretty amazing we have a lot of listeners believe it or not in england and when i, I say saw. custard they would think this like warm goosing yeah, yeah. amazingness that you put on top of ice cream or apple pie right but custard's ice cream yeah it's kind like of,
2: a fancier version of soft serve there you go basically
0: yeah and you got the cheese fried cheese curds that's another big thing right
2: I talk myself into those every time I eat at Culver's and then like half an hour later I'm driving down the road thinking what did I do yeah
0: yeah that's that's how I am at. um gosh every time I go to Holy smokes, Sonic. No. Sonic? Yeah. yeah. You, you drive in. Yeah. You pull yeah, yeah. In. And I can't resist the fresh banana milkshake. But then I definitely am having a harder time than ever before resisting the what do you call those things? They're like little hush puppies. The but they're tots co- or- Yeah, it's like, thank you, covered in chili cheese. Oh man. Chili cheese I have covered not tots. Yeah, don't. Once you start, <laughs> you can't stop, man. Yeah, it's oh. intense. So that's great. And obviously we we met through a mutual friend, Marie Miller. Yeah. Love that. She was, yeah. I think, our very first episode season three, oh, really? which is super exciting. And we're, you know, a little bit of a spoiler alert. We're probably going to stop calling it season three soon <laughs> and just go to whatever actual episode number it is because we're about to hit 75, Wow! which feels like a big moment for us. Oh, yeah. And then really, we're probably not going to take much time off in between seasons anymore because, well, Why? You yeah. know, we've got a good thing going. I'm always
2: bummed when I get hooked on a podcast. And, and then, then suddenly they're on like, break. Yeah, six months off know, or whatever.
0: I know. So we're just really excited to have you in. I feel very privileged always to sit down with artists. And I think the, the ongoing kind of ever-growing hunch on the part of, you know, love good patrons, listeners to our podcast, certainly myself, is that artists bring a perspective on the human experience and into the world that the rest of us would never tap into otherwise. And that plays itself out really beautifully in the way that you might write a song or even craft an entire album. On your way in, you know, you commented on the Brothers K over here, Fyodor Dostoevsky. I quote that guy a lot. I've never read a single one of his books <laughs> from Start to Finish. You got you it know? on display, though. I know. It's me trying to be yeah. smarter than I actually am. I've read yeah. a
2: couple. That's my, that's my favorite.
0: Yeah. I love it. What is it about Brothers K, by the way? Man. I've only made it to the halfway point yeah. twice.
2: There's just so much insight into the human condition. Like I was I was saying to you earlier before we started, the, the translation of it makes makes so much of a difference. I so having a more, more recent translation with uh, a little more accessible language, I think, yeah, uh, yeah. helps a lot. And, For sure. But yeah, there's just a lot of explorations of evil and love and mercy and yeah it's intense yeah
0: it's funny because the quote that i often pull is not from that book it's from the idiot Mm -hmm. and we've all heard it probably a thousand times beauty will save the world Mm -hmm. you know it's one of my favorites for sure but the character development in this one is is pretty heart-wrenching you know and you can't help but see some of yourself in those characters and you know i think that is the great gift of a storyteller the great gift of an artist or a songwriter is you invite us in to the human experience into the into the mysteries and give us language around things that you know are totally universal but not exactly Mm -hmm. the easiest thing to articulate yeah and you've got a brand new album out which yeah was my introduction to you like hmm. not only did marie send me this email saying you've got to get zach on the podcast she also said you know that one she's been loving the album and specifically hmm. better man is her favorite single hmm. at least from it but it, it's called and yet and it's yeah. not your first project you know you've got yeah. a little bit of a discography behind you already
2: yeah this is the man, what are we up to i think fourth record that's what so. spotify indicates yeah
0: <laughs> back okay. to like 2000 Twelve, maybe,
2: maybe fifth, because I put out one. I think that didn't end up in Spotify worlds. So. Amazing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Tell us what's so special about this album more than any other, because it's been at least a couple of years since your last big release, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I guess I'll start with the, the title of it. And yet is I was trying to find a name that kind of summed up the theme of this record. It, I was looking back through a notebook of some things I'd written in the past and. Stumble on, on those words as part of a phrase and yet. And it's just felt like this pinprick of light.
0: Is that from the letter of John? And so we are and hmm. yet we are. Have you ever heard that phrase? Hmm. Something about love. Okay. And basically like we don't deserve it. Hmm. True of yeah, us all. Yeah. And yet it is there. And yeah. I don't know if that's I'm just sort of talking now.
2: Yeah, no. It's sort of just kinda of thinking of the idea of it doesn't it doesn't discount whatever pain or whatever hardship came before, but just with that, those two words, and yet, yeah. it sort of opens up this door of, like, that's not mm, the end of the story. That's there's right. There's still something else coming.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really easy thing to lose sight of. I think we live in a world that doesn't have a lot of hope. Yeah. You know, people don't have an easy time believing, you know, that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, that yeah. there's a there's a, a good ending to their story, you know.
2: Just the other day, I a friend of mine was saying that he started adding the word yet to the end of his sentences when he finds himself being inclined to be more negative yeah so he'd say things like i'm not as healthy as i want to be yet ah, that's or, good
0: i like that this
2: hasn't been a good year yet
0: yeah you know, things
2: like that that just that one word just like changes the whole outlook on it
0: that's great and were there big musical influences for you growing up man i grew up with a lot of christian
2: rock yeah in the house nice for, for better or worse sheboygan Yep. No? yeah Kind of getting into pop music around the ska era.
0: Oh, wow. Listen
2: to a lot of ska in my yeah. teenage years. A lot like of pop. Mighty
0: Mighty Bostones. Is that ska? Is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, bit of a crossover. Five
2: Iron Frenzy was oh, a big of course. one. A lot of like pop punk bands, MXPX and things like that. That doesn't seem
0: to have influenced you too much musically. Thanks be to God. <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, Ended up being a phase for the most part, (laughs) which is probably for the best.
0: Well, I didn't even know Christian Rock was a thing growing up, by the Mm -hmm. way. I discovered like DC Talk, Michael B. Smith, and Third Day, all about the same time as Kazaa became a thing. Do you remember Kazaa? It was like the the follow-up to Napster. Okay, Totally illegal, but amazing. You could get everything, you know, obviously, Mm -hmm. instantaneously, which back then was a big deal. Now it's sort of normative, you know? Yeah, that really shaped me for a time. It was part of why I wanted to eventually end up in Nashville. I thought there is a a creative community that seems to be like rooted in faith, sometimes putting out like super cheesy stuff, but also a lot of great creative energy. I thought that's, that's something to be a part of. And I thought that's often the story of artists who end up here. Hmm. There's, there's a lot of other places you can go to be creative, but you'll probably lose your soul. Hmm. Nashville is not one of those places, you know? Yeah. yeah. What's been your, you know, experience of maybe being in that community of meeting people like Marie Miller and I'm sure countless others. You said you were obviously good friends at the rough and tumble, you know, there's yeah, something yeah. about not being alone at the creative task. Yeah,
2: for sure. I and mean, Nashville is definitely a unique place when, when it comes to that. And to me, that is both motivating and like anxiety inducing at the same time. For sure. <laughs> Constant sur- comparison. Yeah. Right? You're surrounded by a lot of people who are, are really pushing forward and making amazing things and, that both like inspires you to do the same and also reminds you that you're, you're falling behind or not there yet. yet. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny how you just kind of luck into some stumbling into some of these communities. Yeah. Uh, The only reason I know Marie and a few of the other people that you've, you've featured on here is years ago, I said yes to a show on a Monday night at the basement here in Nashville. Oh yeah. It's like a friend of a friend was putting a show together Somebody passed my name along. I knew it was going to be terrible. Played for five people. But one of the other artists I was playing was Rebecca Rubion. Oh,
0: yeah, man. Uh,
2: so we got, got to know her and then did some stuff with her and then got to know Scott Mulvill because he was playing with her. Yeah. And then Scott introduced me to Marie Miller. And it's hilarious. And just kind of expands from there. At any
0: point, it could have been Rebecca. It could have been Scott. <laughs> it ultimately yeah. was Marie that connected the dots for us. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's... Part of what really inspires our listeners and our patrons is realizing, hey, you guys all kind of know each other and you're after the same goal, which is more than just commercial success, more than just, you know, celebrity status. Like you guys are tapping in to a very real need in the world, which is bringing beauty to the forefront, which is allowing people to to live life in a way that's that's rich, you Mm. know, that's connected to reality. You know, what is it that inspires? inspires you yeah to be an artist for sure mm-hmm. but to get out of bed every day and, and what's the 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 take-home you know for your fans and for your listeners for someone who just comes out to an event whether it's five people or 500 yeah. what do you hope people get from knowing you and encountering your music
2: yeah man that's a, a big that's question. a lot, to, a lot yeah. to tackle let me see if I can unpack some of that at least I mean for me the way I kind of approached my own music was kind of a shift in my own thinking a few years back is that it needed to be satisfying to my own heart and life-giving to me and that it because there was a while that I was just kind of pushing forward and got pretty burned out doing it and kind of had to take a few steps back and simplify things to do I want to sit down at the piano today do I want to sing a song today and kind of making that an end in and of itself kind of regardless of any other other outcome just knowing that for my own well-being I needed to Like you're saying, pursue beauty in some way and and creativity. Because
0: you need to love it. There's too many easier ways to make money in today's world, right? Mm. You got to love it because there's a stretch, you know, before you are making it, you know, or famous or even sustainable as an artist. Absolutely. So it pays when you love it.
2: Yeah. And then kind of as far as what I'm sharing with listeners, it's just, I mean, most of my songs are, more or less autobiographical just kind of trying to unpack my own world and for me writing is kind of a way of trying to make sense of my own heart that kind of in the same way some people would journal or talk to a friend or go to a counselor or something i you know pick up a guitar and sing something until i get some clarity
0: i love that we'll be back in just a moment with zach vincent All right, I'm sure you haven't studied music business and the history of the music industry like I have. For some reason, I've always found that fascinating. But one of the things that has really changed over the last two years and certainly five to 10 years is it's not just that music is now a digital industry, It's more specifically that it's officially a streaming industry. And I bring this up because we've got this amazing artist, Zach Vinson, on the show today. And many of the artists that we feature almost always have a new project that's just come out or is literally coming out as the show, as the episode is being released. So all that to say, this is an amazing opportunity to rally around Zach and to be reminded that your streams really do matter. I mean, they matter more than radio play these days. This is how artists increasingly make money. It's how bookings come about. It's how sync licensing on television and films happens. It's it's because they've got a fan base in these digital platforms like Spotify. So all that to say, go check out Zach and many of the other artists that we rally around as always check out our Spotify playlist as well. And again, Zach Vinson and Yet is the album you should be checking out this week. Yeah, it's really cool. And and obviously there's a there's an overarching sort of message in this new album, and yet, which is, you know, to not throw in the towel when the going gets tough. Like I think mm-hmm. that's probably connected specifically to, to relationship and, and romance. And maybe you could tell us about that. But like yeah, that's yeah. a message that all of us need to hear because I think we're sort of living in this, I would say, era of toxic sentimentality. You know, not to overstate it, but people don't very often do what they don't want to do.
1: You know, yeah, yeah. it's
0: the reason divorce rates are so high. Mm. It's the reason that most of us are really scattered now. Our families are are all over. You know, we, we don't sit still. Mm. There's a a listlessness there. Yeah, I, I think it's sort a, of cultural a
2: discontentment. Yeah, exactly. A, a t- temptation to to give in to discontentment. Maybe. That's
0: right, and and part of that I think is we don't really like ourselves very much. Hmm. If you sit still and you sit in the silence or you stick with it, whether whatever that it is, mm-hmm. a career, a relationship, a place, then you kind of have to deal with your demons along the way. Yeah. You know, it, it's very easy for me to just keep moving. If I keep moving and I keep mm-hmm. enough noise and distraction going, I never have to deal with my crap, you know?
2: And especially if you're getting close to another person, that's when you see that, yeah. that baggage and probably more than any any other time.
0: Yeah, it all rises to the surface. Yeah. So tell us about it's, that. It, it, it's it's more than just a song. It's really mm-hmm. the a bit of a, of an album theme, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like I was just saying it's pretty pretty autobiographical, just coming out of my own life and my own marriage of my wife and I going through some some leaner years as mm-hmm. far as our own connection and, you know, reaching a point where it's there were certainly some days in there that it would have been easier for me or for her to, to throw in the towel. And there were probably some, some people that would have said that that was the, the thing that made the most sense to do. Mm. And just choosing to wake up each day and try to press into the, the uncertainty uh, and pain and mess of that and yeah, see what, what it would look like to, to try to
0: stick it out. So, you mean that like every waking moment of your married life isn't perfect bliss? (laughs) you know? Oh, man. Where does that idea come from? We all assume that. Yeah. And as soon as you're a few months or a few years in and it's not what you thought, Mm -hmm. you know, people pack up and they leave.
2: Yeah.
0: that's Absolutely. It's wild and it's totally the norm. So, I'm still trying to figure this out. Like, obviously, we don't have a very healthy culture at the moment. I think people can- Mm can definitely agree, you know, and family life being as broken as it is, is a big part of that. So we're not all being raised in stable families. We're not all seeing committed Mm -hmm. married relationships that also look happy, you know, what was it that helped you recognize this, this great call to perseverance, this great like task, which is to, to, to sink your roots and, and to, to belong in in this case, to a person, right? To a to a permanent state of life. Yeah. But that applies in so many other ways. Like for me, it's living here in Nashville and loving it. And even when it's tempting to like fly down to Tampa and hang out with my dad, which I love because he lives on the Gulf of oh, Mexico, man. you know? Yeah. And I've got an open door there anytime I want it. Like there's something to say about sinking in and, and being mm-hmm. faithful to the commitments, the responsibilities, the this this little part of the world that I belong to, you know?
2: Yeah. It's, I mean, I think it is a wake up every day and figure out how to do it sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, for, for my wife and I, there was, it was, a, yeah, a lot of uncertain moments of, of figuring out what that would look like. And it's, it's a scary thing to, like you're saying, to commit. Maybe I feel like our generation really loves the idea of anything is possible.
0: Options. We love yeah.
2: options. Yeah. And uh, committing, whether it's to a person or a place or career, uh, career, or, yeah. uh, an artistic path or whatever is, is basically saying no to a Everything million other else, things. I know. That's a terrifying thing.
0: And it's funny. There's more freedom in it, though. Mm-hmm. That's like the paradox, right? Yeah, like yeah. There's more freedom in saying yes to the one mm-hmm. and in so doing saying no to the rest, you know? it's yeah. really powerful in that
2: yeah it let's you stop asking a lot of questions yeah for uh, sure not that it's a bad thing to ask questions yeah. but I think you can get so, so trapped in
0: paralyzed you know yeah. constantly discerning constantly wondering mm-hmm. and I like to wonder and I like to dream you know and I like to think about the impossible <laughs> but that can turn into like a real self-centered fantasy really fast mm-hmm. you know so, okay, I'm, I'm curious. This is just thinking about, you know, the life of an artist and, you know, the life of a creative. What's the furthest away you've ever been from home? Like specifically Sheboygan. Furthest, like geographically from Sheboygan. Yeah. Uh,
2: I've been to Europe a couple of times,
0: so that's probably it. Did you like grow up thinking those kinds of things would, would present themselves?
2: Yeah, I mean, we traveled around the States a lot growing up, just like family vacation kind of stuff. And then I started playing in a band when I was 14 and was touring around doing that. So kind of got used to, you know, long hours in the car and things totally. like that. But I, I feel like international travel was never really on my radar that much until the last few years.
0: That's cool. And my next question was, when did you end up in your first band? You were 14. You yeah, That's 14.
2: Cool. I wanted to be a ska band. It there not I was bummed. <laughs> didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. 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 I actually played with those guys all through high school. And then after high school, moved out to Boston and... Lived in Boston for a while Yeah, before I went to college, just working a day job and playing nights and weekends. It's cool.
0: So if you could snap your fingers and tomorrow be opening up for this artist, who would it be? Man.
2: Uh, Ben Folds might be at or near the top of that list.
0: You ever been to Da Vinci's Pizza here in town? No. It may not even be there anymore, (laughs) to be honest. Like I've been here for 15 years, so things things have changed. What part of town is that? Uh, Right over by Vanderbilt, Midtown. And so he used to go there all the time. And I would, I would see him there huh. all the time. And I grew up a huge fan, even before like the Ben Fold stuff, Ben Folds 5. Yeah, yeah. I was just listening to the Jackson Canary album, yeah, I don't yeah. know, like a week ago. Man, that guy can kill it on the keys. I just read,
2: he just put out a memoir. Really? A book? A, yeah. Wow. Something About Fireflies was the title. Yeah. I forget. Yeah, I got it from the library.
0: That's so cool. It's worth a read. And have you always kind of been in this piano-driven pop space? Has that kind of been your,
2: yeah, your genre? Yeah, I've been playing piano since I was seven or eight. That's actually yeah. what I ended up going to college for was piano performance. I play quite a bit of guitar too, but
0: yeah,
2: I'm like, if I sit down at the piano, I can usually make my fingers do what I hear in my head or close to it, and yeah. I'm not really at that point with guitar.
0: Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so, I, I'm not that, you know, I've been playing piano since I was 10. I still can't yeah, really no. do that, you know?
2: Yeah, so that's the first few records I put out were very like acoustic piano driven. Yep. Most of them I either produced myself or co-produced, and then this new record, I kind of knew I needed a kind of a, a fresh set of ears in the room to mm. take it a little different direction sonically, so it's still very much keyboard driven but there's not a, a single note of acoustic piano anywhere. Yeah, wow. Uh, so we, I worked with a guy named Kit Hammond out in St. Louis, who I've known for a long time, who is kind of a, a wizard with analog synths. Mm-hmm. He's the kind of guy who will buy a, a keyboard for five bucks at Goodwill and rewire it and resolder it and add some new knobs and switches to make That's it do crazy, crazy things. And Yeah, so we used a bunch of kind of vintage keyboards like a Rhodes and a Wurlitzer and things like that, but then some other analog synths as well and some organ and
0: it's cool, man.
2: layered all that together. So still very much keyboard focused but kind of moving away from the the piano sound a little bit on this
0: Yeah, because it's got a really full sound but there's there's no covering up. You know how things that just feel overproduced are clearly covering up bad vocals, bad songwriting. There's a lot of reasons yeah, yeah. to overproduce. There's something full but kind of stripped down about this album which I love. Oh, thanks. Reminds me a little bit of an artist that we you know, gosh, rallied around in 2013. His name is Vince Sherman, and his artist name was Army of Me. Okay, uh, He was much more guitar-driven. But you could just hear in his lyrics, like I hear in yours, a uh, 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 depth. Like there's clearly an interior life that <laughs> yeah, is just yeah. spilling out, which, frankly, you don't expect from piano-driven pop music, huh. you know? So that's a cool world to be living in. You know, you're also obviously someone who who doesn't mind reading, like, very long Russian <laughs> novels, So how do you keep the juices flowing? You know, I'm sure that is probably something you have to think about, not just in your creative process, but Mm -hmm. in your married life, in your community, wherever you find yourself, there's something about keeping things fresh. You know,
2: how do you do it? A while back, I got a little notebook I carry around with me. And I, one day I just started jotting down a list of things that felt life-giving to me. Nice. Like as simple as go outside or turn off my phone or read a book or cook good food or you know pretty basic things but just trying to identify those things that feed my soul that in kind of the busyness of life routines are often kind of the easiest things to push off to the side yeah so yeah there's when it comes to especially reading and, and literature and kind of finding inspiration for some of that stuff there's probably five or six authors that I keep going back to over and over again that I know even if I just sit down and read a eight-page essay or something, it's going to kind of re- rearrange some things in my heart wow. for the better. Who would be uh, some of those authors in particular? Frederick Beekner is one of my favorites. Yeah. Annie Dillard, Wendell Berry.
0: Oh, man. I, I'm in the middle of J. Ricker right now okay. for the yeah. first time. Yeah. I'm loving it. else?
2: Well, there's a few others. I mean, Dostoevsky is not a uh, a quick read. No, but, uh no. Yeah, there's a few other novels like that. That's um,
0: cool. The, the first ones you mentioned, are they novelists, essayists, a little bit yeah, of everything? So
2: Frederick Beekner. he has a lot of fiction and nonfiction. He's uh, he's still alive. He's probably in his 80s at this point. Wow. Uh, he was an ordained minister, but had a, at least one of his novels get nominated for a Pulitzer back in like the 80s, I think it was. Wow. And so, yeah, really well respected as a writer too. And, would you ever write? Man, I I would love to. Whether yeah.
0: whether I'm gonna make the
2: time for that. Yeah, man. Is less certain. Yeah.
0: Songs come out pretty easily for you, or is that a, a definite discipline yeah, as that's well?
2: A, that's a, a labor of love for yeah. sure. There's a there's a lot of people in Nashville I know who can just churn out songs. That's sort of the Nashville way, for better or worse. And I've never never been able to be one of those people.
0: Yeah. You co-write a lot as well?
2: I've done very little co-writing. Yeah. I think Largely because maybe it's a control freak yeah, man. <laughs> issue, but I think a lot of it is just because, like I was saying earlier, so much of my music comes from me just trying to make sense of of something and process through things that... Pretty personal. Yeah, it's hard yeah. for me to, to figure out how to do that with somebody else.
0: It's mm. awesome, man.
2: Which, I don't know, maybe I need to open myself up to that, and yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of wisdom to be gained from having another voice in that conversation and yeah. speaking into that, but...
0: Well, Zach, it's so cool. I, I take for granted these kind of conversations. Even as it's unfolding, I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, yeah. These are like the kinds of things I think about all the mm-hmm. time too, you know. But this is not normative. Like we don't live in a world that stops, that that even considers that maybe they're not a cog in a wheel, you mm-hmm. know, that cooks the good food, that reads the good literature, you know, like, that lives the good life, really. And I think a lot of us just need to be reminded, you know, that like – Beauty is really waiting to be encountered, and I think again, there's a gift that you bring to the world as an artist, and reminding all of us that hey, like we are more than human doings, mm-hmm. you know. And there is such a thing as just contemplating the mysteries of life, contemplating yeah. being itself, and that does lead to a lot of joy that we won't find in the busyness and in the noise of our of our world.
2: Yeah, and if if you're not making space for it, you can just remind yourself that you're not making space for it yet.
0: Yeah, there it is. I was just gonna say, so everybody's gotta go to Spotify, everywhere digital music lives, and stream, save, download. And yet, by Zach Vinson, Z-A-C-H-V-I-N-S-O-N, right? That's it. And your social media helps, can we be engaging with you? Uh, yeah, you can
2: track me down on Facebook. Instagram is Zach Vinson Music. That's the main two spots you'll find
0: me. That's great, Zach. Thanks a ton for taking the time out. The album's still pretty fresh, like a co- couple yeah. months now. Yep. But if it wasn't for Marie, if it wasn't for this conversation, mm. like, who knows what it would have taken to have finally heard you live or, yeah, yeah. or heard your music. So I'm so grateful that you took the time out to be with us and to to share a bit of your story and also to inspire us to keep pressing in, to keep saying yes, especially to commitments in life that you know, at times do get grueling and, and tough or simply, you know, demanding and therefore, like, call us out of ourselves. What a tragedy, you know?
2: Yeah, uh, But that's where
0: all the joy is to be found. So thanks for being a great witness to that today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm always up for having a good conversation. Thanks, brother. Until our next. I don't know what
1: you envisioned Tell me what she dreamed I never learned to pretend I'll be a better man than i be I don't know how I'm angry Show me what I missed Cause I don't know how I'm here How to be a better man
0: All right, for those who are just hearing about Zach for the first time and our Love Good patrons, you're probably going to be pretty excited to hear the following, that he is going to be the featured artist during our live stream this upcoming Saturday night. So, as always, those start at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. They they really only go for about 45 minutes, so it's a very concentrated, amazing eight song set typically from our artists. In the past, of course, we've had Jackie Minton and Nick Fabian, Dana Catherine and others. Every single month we put out a live stream experience like this for our patrons. So for those of you who are patrons, be sure to click on the links that we've sent you by email this week. And we just know you're gonna really, really enjoy more than even the episode you've just experienced, Zach Vinson live behind his instrument of choice, which is the piano. And I can't wait to experience him live myself. I've heard his stuff only on Spotify at this point. And this is gonna be my introduction to him live as well. So all that to say, you guys are amazing. So many good, good things happening. I hope you're hanging in there. It's the month of February, and sometimes that can just get really boring. I don't know, maybe really cold, depending on where you are, but know that we uh, really do love you guys. We so appreciate you listening to the podcast and spreading the word. We're still a young movement, let's be honest. Like Love Good, yeah, we got you know, 630, 640 patrons, but we're still in our infancy And in every little thing you can do, especially to help spread the word, by, uh, you know, linking out our podcast and maybe especially sharing this episode with your friends. That makes all the difference in the world. You guys are amazing. I'll be back next week with Jordy Circe, an amazing singer-songwriter that we have the privilege of rallying around just before his new album releases on February 14th. It's Valentine's Day, but it's a big release date for a lot of the artists that we know and love, and Jordy Searcy is one of them. So I'll be back with him next week. Hope you guys are doing so well new episodes release every Tuesday. Spread the word. Y'all are awesome. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to the Love Good Podcast. Tell your friends all about us. Follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and join our movement today by subscribing as a patron at joinlovegood.com. Start enjoying our exclusive content and seasonal packages that will raise your standard for music, books and art and inspire you to build a better culture. We can't wait to accompany you as you change the world.